okay. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is On the Mind, where Anway and I talk about what is on our mind, whether it be TV, music, pop culture, all of that good stuff. Yep. Anway, quick check-in. How have you been? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, it's been trying times, obviously. (laughs) We haven't recorded in a bit just because with everything going on. It's been a lot, you know, trying yes. to just get through every day by day. Um, but I've been okay, you know, like I've been doing what I can, also trying to find joy at least at some points in my day. <laughs> just because That's good. of everything. But how have you been? How's everything? About how's, the how's same. Your mental? mental state is, you know, you have your good days and you're bad. Yep. But you got, like you said, you got to find that joy. Um, been taking quite a bit social media breaks, kind yes. of going into the trivial world of TikTok versus being on Instagram and Twitter. Cause yes. I had to delete Twitter for a couple of days, actually. Really? It was like, it was the day that, like, I don't know if you saw this, but like, there some a group of black men threw this black woman into a, a garbage can, like a dumpster. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, I need to get on social media. Like, this is just too much like I feel like we're experiencing multiple pandemics (laughs) that's a good way of putting it so definitely a good way of putting it I think I don't know it's just wild sometimes especially on Twitter the world can just seem a bit all too real yeah and harsh and so and I feel like we're just not like humans aren't built to like just be constantly seeing so much trauma just like regularly in passing like right so yeah social media breaks as needed as much as needed as possible because it's crazy out here it definitely is i remember at the beginning towards the beginning of quarantine i said i was talking to my mom i think and i was like i just feel that when we're able to go outside it's going to be almost animalistic right yeah. And I just think that, I don't know if I would consider it animalistic, but I think that with everything that's going on and like the harsh realities that we're unfortunately seeing combined with being stuck inside for two months, it just makes everything a bit harder to deal with. I agree. It's definitely like we don't know how, like what to expect, I guess. I mean, obviously in New York, so like nothing's really open yet. I don't know how it is in the states that are are currently open, but Mm -hmm. I just, I feel like the way we communicate and the way we like are just, just the way we are outside is just completely different. Like how we act and like what we're able to tolerate and whatnot. I agree. So, yeah. But I want us to, again, find joy outside of everything that's been happening good transition good transition yes (laughs) so what have you been watching recently i mean we need to talk about insecure obviously the season finale was last week it's sunday and i'm like i'm honestly i'm so upset that like there's like not an insecure episode to look forward to (laughs) yeah it's always good when like insecures on tv Mm -hmm. yep i don't know girl that season finale there's a lot to take in because I don't think we've talked about Insecure in a hot second. Yeah. It's been a couple so, weeks. Honestly, yes. this is probably one of the best seasons, if not the best. Like, 
this past season was just very well written. Very, they just, it did something to me. (laughs) (laughs) It was very good. Do you want to go through, let's go through every character and kind of talk about character development and whatnot. Because I feel like this was the season of character development. Yes, I agree. It was very clear. Yeah. So starting with Issa. I've said this before. I feel like Issa's always been who she is. She's just grown up a little bit, but and she's she trying never to take more initiative in herself. I feel like and yes. invest in herself. And actually, I was talking to one of my friends, and they're saying like, and this is kind of like, I guess going a little more into like the season finale and all that. But like at the end, it seems as if like now she's like putting back her worth into like her relationships with men because like throughout the past like three seasons it's kind of all been like framed up like like, Issa's like how she is with in relation to like the men that are in her life and like I don't know like I felt like the first half of the season before like her and Lawrence were like getting like back together like she was just really like independent and like it it really seemed like she was like growing and then like obviously Lawrence came back in the picture and like yeah, like, it's cute and all, but I just, like, I feel like she's kind of putting all of her effort back into that. I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely, it, it makes sense. I get it, what you're saying. So would you think that her being back with Lawrence is, like, not the best move for her? I wouldn't say so. I mean, I don't know, like, We'll see what happens again in season five, considering everything that's happened. But, like, I just hope that, like, it doesn't, like, regress her character development because I feel like she's grown so much this past season. Yeah, I I get that. I definitely, I feel like her and Molly had the opposite situation. I feel like Molly went back a little bit. Yeah. um, To her old ways when we thought that she was getting past it and I think Issa maybe in the because she kind she she really is repeating history going back to um Lawrence and Nathan mm-hmm. that I think that she's realizing that you know there's some things that she could not do this time around especially because she's literally on her own she doesn't have Molly yeah um but that's almost like asking an alcoholic if you should go to the bar. Molly's not a great example whatsoever. Yeah. It is just crazy to me, like, how so badly that Molly has, like, regressed as, like, within her character development. Like, I just, (laughs) every week I felt like, damn, like, Molly, Jesus Christ, you, you don't see what's happening here? Like, you don't see, like, how you're like how you act towards people like affects your relationship like i don't know i guess that the in the last episode when andrew was basically breaking up with her i guess they're broken up and like she was basically like begging him and like he's just like what are you fighting for that like i'm like like i don't even know like i have no words to describe that it's just like that's so sad like yeah it is sad but i knew it was coming mm-hmm like, I've had this conversation with multiple people, and she was 10,000%. Like, since that trip that they took together with his family, she was in the wrong. Yeah. And she never saw it or, like, 
I just understand how it's like not clear that like you're in the wrong or you're not making an effort or you're being, you know, an asshole. <laughs> like, right. It's so clear. It's clear as day to everybody around her. Right. And for some reason, it just is like, she just won't take blame. Yeah. But she probably will at this point because she realizes that she's about to lose the best thing she ever had. And so she's losing Angie, right? And in the last scene, and it's her and Issa, I guess, getting dinner. And I did not like that. I feel like Issa should have, like, let her, like, just kind of stew away by herself for a bit. Because, like, they, now they want to be cordial or have another dinner or whatever again when both of their lives are in shambles. Like, no, y'all still have issues. She's still... She's still out of line. Like she's still so out of line. So I agree. I I saw that it was gonna go that way. I just had a feeling that they're both gonna be down and out and find each other again. But I just don't like I said, it's like asking an alcoholic if she goes to the bar. They're always gonna say yes. Like yep. you're having issues and yet you ask a woman who is notorious for having relationship issues yeah. that that doesn't make sense but we'll see how it goes Mm -hmm. but i also don't think and this is isa and this is just where we're different but also if a friend has treated you that way why would you even want to be friends with them again i know though at least so fast like yeah cooling off period and like i was uh, my friend had sent me actually a, a snippet of an article of like, I think one of the writers and they're like, people don't cancel their friends in real life. Like, of course they're going to get back together. Like they're going to be friends again. Da, 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 da. But I'm like, I don't know. Not, that's not necessarily true. Like I have like not like kept friendships because of bad behavior. Like people do cancel people in their real life all the time. Like, yeah, yeah. they have known each other for a long time, but if it's years of disrespect, and just like continuous disrespect, like there's only one thing you can do. And if you're already on that journey of like trying to, you know, keep good energy around you, then cut out the bullshit. And if they happen to have been someone that you've known for 10 years, well, so be it. Like you got to do what you got to do. People do it all the time. Yeah. It's a sad reality for sure. But, you know, and then, it, you know, the word canceled is different because it. I don't think it's anything as like serious and like cold as canceled. It's just like, okay, we are clearly not the same anymore. So we're just going to be distant, you know? Exactly. And like, it's just, it happens. Like it happens to everybody. Everyone. So. In all sorts of relationships. Exactly. Not even, yeah, you're exactly right. Not just friendships, but just in general. Yeah. There's comes a point where you have to put yourself over what you think you had in a relationship and that's sad it's hard to deal with but it's the truth what you gotta deal with yep how do you feel about Lawrence's situation (laughs) you know I don't know because I was like well she can't be mad at Lawrence I was like, I don't think she is mad at him. I think it's more of a mad at the situation. Yeah. I feel bad But I saw her coming a mile away. I knew she was pregnant. When she started disappearing, I was like, oh yeah, she's pregnant. But like, okay, so my confusion comes in is like, why? So the previous episode before the finale, 
mm-hmm. he said that he had talked with Condola and they were done and like da 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 da. It was all fine and dandy. Him and Issa were about to be a thing, and then now she's telling him that she's pregnant. Like, why didn't she say that before? Because she would have been pregnant then too. I just, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I would. She. I know that like she was a bit. She's a bit crazy. Um. So maybe that's why. I don't know. Yeah. But when the time when they were when Issa and Lawrence were hanging out. And she kept calling. I was like, yeah, that's that's not a girl that just wants to get back together and talk things out. That's, yeah. that's something, something serious. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, at first I was like, why would you want to keep the baby? Blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know. Now that like I kind of took a step back, it's like, yeah, she was divorced before and wasn't ready. Then now like she's like financially stable and like. Yeah, wants that type of, you know, responsibility now. So I'm like, I I guess I get it. It just really sucks for Lawrence because, like, he's not ready. Like, he's trying to, you know, have this new job in San Francisco and this back to uh, this new relationship with Issa. And, like, it's just horrible timing. And he looks like an asshole if he does not, like, stay in the kid's life or anything, you know? Like, there's right. really an option there. Right, I agree. I, I I get why she would want to keep it. Like, I don't think that because they're not together means that she has to then not keep the child. But I don't know. I don't know. It's just such a. It's such a. It's a weird, but probably common issue. Exactly, and like I was, um, I think I was talking to my sister about this, but like. I didn't like the fact that she basically told him, like, you can be as involved as little or as much as you want. Because it's, like, he should either be involved or not at all. Like, you don't want to, like, like, you don't want a wishy-washy father, right? Like, that just kind of, right. that fucks up your kid. Like, it really does. And, like, that's just such an unfair thing to put on him. Like, it's either 100% you have to be involved or not at all. I don't right. Know. I that didn't I guess I get that when she said it but she I think she said it cuz she was just kind of grabbing at anything cuz it's like you're going to resent you're going to hate that you said that later on if he picks and chooses when he wants to be present you exactly know? exactly so you should have just been like you know I'm keeping it and I'd love for you to be involved but I get that this is an adjustment and we can figure it out yeah but I don't know. I just, I've never been a huge fan of hers. I just felt like she was a bit weird. I agree. I feel like the way she just handled both Lawrence and Issa, to be honest, like, just such, such a strange, in such a strange, like, way. Like, if you only saw Lawrence as a fuck buddy, why didn't you say so in the first place? Like, I don't know. Right. And then with Issa, like, how are you just going to dip on her when she's putting together one of the biggest things? Like, and you were so involved in the beginning and you're just going to dip so and leave it by her, like, for her to do it on her own, like, which is fine, but you should have told her, like, I want to be less involved. You don't just ghost. Like, Do you think she was pregnant then and that's why she did it? Well, she still should have said something. Like, that's the adult thing to do. Uh, well, we know that half, but basically none of these characters are actual adults. 
It's crazy, man. We just communication is like the one thing to oh show. Oh my gosh, it's the biggest thing, especially yeah. between Molly and Issa. It's yeah, like it's just communicate. Open your use mouth. Use your words. Use your words, and things will be better than what they are. <laughs> right. Speaking of adults, what do you think of um, Tiffany running away from her husband and child? Oh, yeah. I feel like something was coming because it, I mean, even though, like, they weren't that, like, shown, I guess, as, like, main characters or anything on the show. But, like, you could see that something was wrong with Tiffany. Like, something was going to happen. I think it was so well acted. Like, Derek opening up and, like, I was just like, wow, this is, like, some good acting. Like It was. Wow. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, this is insane, though, because it's just, like... You just never know how big of like, a life change of having a kid is going to like affect someone. Because you would think, oh, it's going to be fine and dandy. They're they've been a couple for however long, like, or they've been married for however long, and this is just like the next logical step. But like, well, it's not. It wasn't planned, and she's clearly not ready or not, you know, taking to it well. So I don't know. It's just crazy to think about. Yeah, it was definitely interesting to see like postpartum be played out like that yeah you're like stories but to be like yeah i'm gonna run away from home yeah and she thought that, that was her only option Whew. i know and it's like you can't run away from it <laughs> you, like yeah you literally can't yeah uh, it's sad and like i that just that's another thing that scares me about motherhood because it's just like what if i'm like that like what if i just I don't like the new life, but I can't go back to my old life. It's such a big life change. It's huge. So that that shit scares the fuck out of me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but do you still would you still like want a family? Yeah, I feel like eventually. I just don't know when I'll ever be ready. Like all of it scares me. Like having kids and just thinking about that scares the living hell out of me but like I want it eventually I just still feel like I have so much stuff I want to do before getting to that point but I don't know yeah that makes sense yeah it's all just it just seems like a different world mm-hmm. I agree um what else anything else about Insecure like I just I'm really interested to see what how season 5 is going to be no, I wish we got longer seasons. I know. But I think that covers it because it's just like, will Issa say, you know, that's fine? Or is she going to be a bit Would selfish? you? It's not in a- well, like, say that happened to you. <laughs> Would you, like, try to, like, make make it work with Lawrence or? I mean, Yeah. Okay, if I was in Issa's position, and he's probably like right. Technically, it shouldn't matter. Like, I mean, it it matters, but like, he's not with the girl. Like, he's with you. Right. The biggest thing is that they had just started getting back together, so it's like, do you want to take this gamble and commit fully like that, or are you just going to be like, you know, we had just started dating again, and I can afford to just say I can't do this right now. You know? Yeah. But they dated for years in the past, and it might be a bit different. Yeah. But when you have somebody like Nathan, oh my gosh, Amway, when I hear him talk, Woo! I have to rewind it and oh listen my again. Goodness. 
Okay, I'm like, I like Nathan for Issa better anyways. That man is fine. Oh, <laughs> so fine. Oh, my I goodness. I just hear his voice. <laughs> wow. Is like, that real? Yeah. I'm like, there's men out here like this. What? Where, where are right. they? Where are they at, though? <laughs> no, right. Just, but yeah, that's why I'm like, Issa has options. Like, honestly, she does. <laughs> she really does. So it's like if you want, if you really think this man's gonna be not maybe not your husband, but like close to which they were at that point before, then yeah. But if you feel like you know this is a lot to take on, and we had just started dating, and you can imagine the wheels falling off somewhere in the future, then I would say don't even put yourself yeah. through that pain. Exactly, because then again you're involving the child, and like why involve the child when it's not gonna be anything exactly and it's not like this child is like already born like you're bringing a child into the world so it's not if she stays with Lawrence that child's gonna know Lawrence with Issa yeah exactly so I don't know that's gonna be interesting I'm interested to see if Molly makes any changes I hope she's not going back to her therapist regularly I really do she needs to find a new therapist on way that therapist was terrible yeah, that's true. You like you need to have a therapist that can open your eyes to some things that you're doing. Yeah. How many times is it going to take for incidents incidents to happen in your life before you look in the mirror and say, "Well, maybe I'm part of the problem." Exactly. I completely agree. That's like my biggest thing with Molly is that she like doesn't she doesn't see how she's played into it. Speaking of actually, I think it was in the last episode that part where I guess her assistant had forgotten to put a calendar invite on her like calendar and yeah. she's like I don't get I don't pay you to make me look dumb or whatever how do you feel about that I hated it it was it was one of those moments where it almost felt like it was a bit out of character I was like why'd you make her go this far yeah because she's not usually that nasty but oh when I saw it I said what I know Are you kidding me I, oh my God, if someone tried to say anything like that to me in, in my workplace, like, I am writing up an email, like, I'm going to send something to HR most likely, but like, yeah. you don't talk to a grown adult like that, like, I don't know, it's, like, you could have just been like, next time, I would appreciate if you could put this on my calendar earlier so I know in advance, not, I don't pay you to make me look dumb, like, what? Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. I agree. I just feel like Molly sometimes thinks that the world is against her. Yeah. So them doing that was malicious. And Issa not really messing with her anymore is malicious. And her Andrew's brother making comments like that is malicious. It's like, girl, no. Yeah. You don't know how to just shut your mouth. And so people treat you different. And it's also, like, people have differences of opinion on, like, Mm -hmm. things. So it's just, like, if anything differs from her opinion, it's wrong and, like, they must be shunned. And it's just, like, that's not how life works. (laughs) No. Like, it's just crazy to think that she's gone through life like that. Yeah. Not getting checked at all. Mm -mm. Like, I'm surprised even, like, just, like, her parents haven't checked her for how she treats her dad. Like, I understand her dad cheated on her mom and 
now they're back together and she still can't look at him the same, but it's still just like, that's not your business for one. And like, I don't know. It's just. Well, it stops there. Like, it's not your business. Exactly. So why it's, not, you- it's not like it used. The way that she found out, it wasn't. She's almost 30, if not 30. Like, you need to grow up. And this is your mom's relationship. Your mom is your mom. Your dad is your dad. Made a mistake, but that didn't change the 20 plus years that you had. Like, I don't. And it's also the fact is, like, you were also running around with this man that was in an open marriage, apparently. Nobody ever confirmed or denied yeah. it. So it's like, all right. So you're kind of picking and choosing when you want to be outraged by things like exactly it's yeah it's just weird she's i they they've really made her into an unlikable person mm-hmm. and i really hope that changes because she's the best dressed and <laughs> oh yes her outfits i'm like all right where can i get this <laughs> yeah especially when they went to where was it mexico yes I those was- outfits Girl, Whoa. I was like, I need every single one. Yes, yes. You're like, get hello. Who's a stylist here? Who is? Yeah. A- she can dress, dress. I actually mm-hmm. saw a funny tweet, and it was like, you know, Molly's a villain because she's the best dressed on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's so true. <laughs> so true. But yeah, we'll see where season five takes us. I'm excited. Me too. It's going to be like another like year and a half. But I know. It's, it'll be a minute. So excited. But yeah. What else have you been watching? Uh, we could talk about Betty. Yeah. So we could talk about it, but I didn't finish it. <laughs> no way. Okay. So I have to be careful. So, so how far did you get? The first like half of the first episode. I don't know much. Honestly, I really don't know much. What is the show about? Yeah. They're skateboarders? Okay, so I'll give some background because you haven't watched it. So, yeah, basically, it's they're in New York, New York City, and it's this girl, like three girls, starts off with three girls who are all friends and they're skateboarders, and they wanted to make this club for other female skateboarders in the city to like hang out and just skate together, right? Mm hmm. And so that's basically the premise. And then along the way, they get more girls involved. And then it's other different chronicles that they have to go through. Like um, the one girl, I can't remember her name. She, she's kind of funny. Oddly enough, she reminds me of Mac Miller in a way. This is going to sound so crazy. But her name is Kurt on the show. And she reminds, like, just her vibe is so, like, chill, and she's so funny, and she does drugs all the time, and just is so nonchalant mm-hmm. about everything. She's great. And then it just includes also just different issues, like the Me Too movement, and work. I mean, they're in skateboard, like, they're skateboarders, right? Mm-hmm. So it's male dominated so of course they come across sexist guys and things like that and so it really touches a lot of topics that are pretty deep but in such a way that is pretty light yeah easy to understand 
Um, and it's only six episodes, 30 minutes per episode. So it's super easy. Yeah, I need to watch, watch. it. I need to finish watching it. It's good. I I just think that they're the coolest things ever. Like, they're they're cool. Okay. I'm definitely going to watch it. It kind of, so it, like, the way you described the, how, like, they delve into, like, deeper issues, but in, like, an easily digestible way. That kind of reminds me of that show... Sex Education. Did you watch that? I didn't. Uh, it's, like, very similar where it's, like, there's some, like, deep issues of, like, things that happen. I guess it would be different since they were, I think, like, in a high school or whatever in the U- in the UK. But um, mm. they, like, were able to touch on, like, things like racism and, like, closeted individuals and, like, sending, like, just, like, different, like, issues that, like, happen that would even happen to adults, too. Um, but just make it in a more like lighthearted way that you can like understand. I I fuck with that. Yeah, it's times based on what you're saying, it's definitely like that. Yeah. Um no, I'm a binge this week for sure. You definitely should. It is the culture the skateboard culture is really interesting in general, but then with the female focus, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And the styling Spot on. Okay. Yeah. Spot on. Say what? You know. Yeah. It's pretty good. Highly recommend to absolutely everyone. Yeah. So last night I started the show Selling Sunset on Netflix. (laughs) And basically, this it's like reality TV, I guess. It's basically like this real estate firm and like think it's in beverly hills maybe but they basically do like all like the really expensive housing and like basically a firm with like all white women and they're like think of like real housewives of like orange county it's like those type of vibes like interesting one of the real estate agents she's like damn near 40 and her boyfriend is 25 and she's like oh my gonna buy a house with him and he's like it is the funniest thing to be honest because like she's trying to talk to him he's like a foreigner too so like he doesn't (laughs) really like speak English that well so like she's like yeah you can't really understand what he's saying but we have such a deep love and it's like she'll she'll say something and he'll be like what (laughs) (laughs) it's really funny and then like one of the other girls I think she, she has me in her like late 30s she looks old in my opinion but she like acts like a mean girl. Like she's like oh. I'm, she's like I'm difficult to approach, and I'm I have an icy exterior. Da 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 da. I'm like you are damn near in your thirties. Like why are you a mean girl? Like what? At your place That's of work. So but it's definitely interesting. I love seeing like the crazy houses, like forty million dollar houses, twenty million dollar houses. Like it's crazy. I'm like, I need to be, like, how are these people got money like this? Like, I need to buy a house like this. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. I always loved the house hunters, you know? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, the mix of, like, beautiful houses and just, like, trashy reality TV vibes is just, it's a bit of me. (laughs) 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 It is. I'll have to give it a try for sure. Yeah. I love trashy reality TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you been watching anything else? 
been heavy into the criminal minds. But really? yeah, we don't have to get into that. Um, <laughs> we can talk about that later on. Because I can get down a whole rabbit hole about it. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. Love Victor is on Hulu. Did you ever see Love Simon? No. Oh, is it the sequel? Um, kind of. So Love Simon was like was a movie, and so Love Victor is a Hulu series, but it's a similar story where it's a boy who goes to the same high school that Simon did in Love Simon. Um, but in Love Simon, he was gay and like coming to terms with the fact that he was gay. And in Love Victor, he doesn't really know what he is. Oh, he like wow. so it's just discovering himself um and figuring that all out. But he the cast is way more diverse. So he's he's Latino and the mix of the cast is black and Latino and white, um, and of all different um sexual orientations. Okay. So it's it's interesting. Um, I watched the first episode and I thought it was really cute. I low-key feel like I'm a bit too old to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still going to give it a try because I just think that it's really interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I always heard good things about Love, Simon. It's been on my list. Like, I know people kind of say it has, like, similar vibes to, like, to all the boys, I guess, even though it has more to do with, like, sexuality. But um, I'm definitely going to check it out. It's very much so very surface level, like cheesy, yeah, movie, yeah, but yeah, okay, yeah. Have you been watching anything else on TV? Nope, I've just been on YouTube and TikTok. Legit, <laughs> <laughs> I just need like specifically like just during these times. I'm like, I just need like the lightest thing, like some happy shit. <laughs> some like short like things I don't like I've been I was watching Money Heist before but I got to take a break because it was just like you gotta pay attention and like Hanway me too you know I mean it's a good show don't get me wrong it's just like I like to watch like right now I need to watch things that are just I don't have to be too divested into (laughs) I agree I was watching Money Heist and it was great and I watched it because it has, like, some of the cast from Elite. Yeah, that's why I watched it. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I want to get on TikTok. And I can't do both. You cannot. You have to be paying attention the yeah. entire time. But it's good. I'm going to get back to it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, do you want to talk about J. Cole and No Name and this little rap beef that we got going on? Yes. I'll let you kick this one off because I don't even know what I think about it. Okay. So I guess a little background for anybody that doesn't know, which everybody kind of should, I don't know, has probably, anybody that's been on Twitter knows, but J. Cole essentially decided to drop a song sometime last week. Maybe it was like Wednesday or Thursday. I forgot what day. And the main subject of the song, he doesn't say who it's about, but he's basically directing it at a black woman as to saying, oh, like, I don't really, like, know much about anything that's going on. And, like, if you're going to, like, teach people, like, don't, you know, be so demeaning about it. Um, be gentle with him and teaching him how he should be responding and 
this, that, and the third. <laughs> I guess you can already tell in my tone what I feel about this song. And yeah, he dropped it randomly. Keep in mind, the last time we had new J. Cole music was, it had to be years, maybe sometime late last or early last year, maybe mm-hmm. the year before. It's been, it's been a while since we've had J. Cole music. And this is what he decides to drop. A song basically talking about tone policing black women and this move and during this movement which yeah so basically i guess most people thought it was about no name because she had tweeted out prior something along the lines of what was it something like your favorite rapper can't put up a tweet about everything that's going on but they can drop songs about you know bitches making money whatever this that and the third I yeah that, something, that was like something along the lines of that but they can't even put a tweet up while our people are dying in the streets which I have thoughts about that tweet as well, but (laughs) (laughs) overall, I just was very confused as to why J. Cole would drop this song in the first place. Considering he dropped it the day after that woman was murdered. I think her name is Alua Toyin. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you pronounce her name. I'm not exactly sure, but it was like the day after that, the day after uh, they're dumping this black woman in a black woman, black men are dumping this black woman in a dumpster. Like, we're having these conversations on Twitter about how black men need to protect black women. And he wants to use his platform. He wants to hop in the booth to make a song policing black women during this time. It just makes no sense to me. I think it's a distraction to everything that's happening. I don't know why he would try to ignite this little rat beef. Like, and I understand that's not, I guess that probably wasn't his intention, but like you have to look at the bigger picture of things and i was just very upset i'm a i was i'm a big j cole fan as you know and it mm-hmm. really was just like why is he doing this i don't get it i really don't i don't know and then obviously so no name had dropped a reply track did you listen to it mm-hmm. yeah yeah and she was like recentering the focus i guess to like everything that's been happening, like the murders and all of that. She tried to refocus it. And I know she came back on Twitter and said that, you know, she kind of regrets dropping it now um, Mm -hmm. because it is a distraction. But I still feel like she, she smoked him, to be honest. (laughs) I don't know. Like she, she said what she needed to say, like, and like, it makes sense to me. Like you, took the time out of your day like everything with everything happening in the world you take the time out of your day to just hop in the studio to make a song about her and how she wants these rappers to respond during these times and it just doesn't make sense i don't know what are your thoughts on the whole situation um i see both sides and that's why i kind of like don't know how i feel so from no names angle i get what she's saying right like I get her original point and I get her point of like why are you taking the time out to do this but if you think about it she's saying you took this time to like write this track about me but she took the time to call them out in the first place okay right I agree with you there I think that initial tweet was unnecessary it was like it, it just didn't make sense but then also I just I just don't understand, like, you can't, 
we I get, I get James Cole's point, and I don't think he said it right, and I don't think that he was. I think he was ignorant in the fact that he has to understand that he's a man saying this to a woman, mm-hmm. that it's just not going to come off anywhere close to what you mean. Like the words may be what you mean, but using your platform to say this doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, because I just feel that everybody understands what's going on in the world in their own way. Everybody talks about it in a different way. I'll be the first to say, I've seen 10,000 different stories about resources and people's beliefs and everything. And I agree with them wholeheartedly. I just, before this, after this, during this, I've never been one to really put stuff out on social media, right? Yeah. Doesn't mean I believe in it any less. That's just not what I do. I can't tell you why. I even work in social media. Just not something that I'm compelled to do. Yep. But so everybody feels this and does and deals with this all in their own way. But I just, I don't know. I just think that she was wrong in calling him out in the first place. It's like, what, what was the problem with that? But then if he felt the need to say that stuff, he could very easily just pick up a phone and talk to her about yes. it. Yes. It could have been a tweet, if anything. Yeah, it didn't have to be something on this next level because he has to realize that he has a platform. His his platform reaches way farther. One, way farther than what No Name's platform reaches. But also way past, like, Black people and even people who are culturally aware and sensitive, right? Yeah. You have the most racist white people singing J. Cole songs at the J. Cole concerts, saying N-word, all this stuff, right? Yes. And so he has to realize when he puts his music out like that, those are the people that are also going to see it as well. And what they see is an angry black woman. Yeah. And that's the problem that that track brings. It's just like, and I agree with you, like no names, tweet, like that's also kind of going into like celebrity culture of like, why do we need celebrities to like, I guess be the voice of like the times or like, why do we need to go to celebrities for that? Um, because that's not what, you know, they're famous for. They're famous for doing their singing or their rapping or whatever. But I just, I just don't understand. Like, yes, No Name's first initial tweet was, like, not necessary. But, like, a whole song was just completely unnecessary. Given the situation. Given, like, your platform and her platform. Like, her platform, she doesn't even make music anymore. Like, <laughs> Yeah, she like she quit rapping. That's what she said at least last year to focus on her book club, and you're coming at her for tweeting at you when you could have just tweeted back at her, or DM'd her, or texted her. It just makes yeah. no sense when you have mil- like he's probably one of the top rappers of our generation. Like, if not, like I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. It was. It was a strange move to in my on my end, like such a strange move. Cause also, like I know like his fans kind of have the whole like you have to be a certain type of intellectual and certain yeah. type of person to listen to J. Cole. And now he's getting on this song talking about ah yeah, I went to college, but I don't know shit. And it's like, why are you saying this? <laughs> Yeah, like you know exactly how your music is perceived. You know exactly like the type of fans, um, like that you have and what they say about you and like how you're perceived in the rap game. So like, why feel the need during these times, specifically these times when shit is going left 
people are dying in the streets and you think I'm going to contribute this way. It makes no sense. I agree. I'm going to pause right here. Because... Are those fireworks? Yes. Well, can we talk about the fireworks? <laughs> yeah. It's the, crazy. Um, way, these, and they don't start them like right at sunset. They And they don't pop them on the weekends. Yeah. They do them Monday through Thursday between like 1030 and midnight. I don't know. I was reading a Twitter thread and they were saying that this is like and I it's like low-key kind of conspiracy theorist, but like <laughs> they're saying like the police are doing it as a way to like I guess tactics against like the Black Lives Matter movement. Let me send it to you. I gotta like it was like we're gonna be desensitized to the sound of like firecrackers versus gunfire when like I guess uh, like things like that and then also keeping people up in the middle of the night so that they're tired during the day that like they didn't want to like protest or do anything like I, it's like a whole twitter thread i'm not have to send it to you but i'm like conspiracy theory me i'm like mm, maybe <laughs> something's happening <laughs> I'm like, i could i could see it here it's not the fact because i've actually it's people that live across the street from me and these like country country folk mm-hmm. like white trash to the max nah they're like they're going off right now like in new york like every night is crazy like there's so really? many fireworks and it's been going on for the past like two weeks and i really don't understand because we're no like july 4th is not for another like two weeks right a week and a half maybe i don't know but mm-hmm. why are y'all doing fireworks like that like it's just crazy i don't know i hate it i might I hate it. There's the other day I literally jumped a couple times because I was like so tired. I was like winding down. I jumped twice. I thought I was getting shot. I'm done. Like it's really crazy out here. I feel like they're getting closer and closer. I can't like I the fact that I can hear it <laughs> in the background. Yeah. It, so it's literally loud. across the street from me. I see the flashes of light going past my window. Crazy. Um yeah, but other than that, for the J. Cole no-name beef, I don't have anything else to contribute besides why would you use your platform for that? And I hope we'll see. I don't know. Someone was like, I think my roommate was like, oh, maybe they'll drop a song together to, like, unify. And I'm like, we'll see. I don't, I don't know, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not holding my breath on that yeah, one. I, I mean, J. Cole and no-name on a track would be good, but... yeah. I don't think that that'll happen in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> you had like Chance tweeting, like stepping in. And I was like, oh, wait, he did? Like, what did he say? I don't know. He just made a tweet basically being like, I'm close, I'm friends with both of these people and was like staying on the side of no name. And I was just like, and actually, did you see Ari Lennox had like the day Jake Cole dropped his song or whatever? Ari Lennox posted Post. no name. And I'm like, but you're signed to J. Cole. Like, yikes. Yeah, that's okay. Wait a second. I support this queen. And I'm like, yes. But also, J. Cole. Like, girl, you about to lose that check. Um, yeah. Nah, J. Cole doesn't seem like the type to do something like that. But that is very interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. We'll see if there's anything further. Yeah. I feel like there won't be... I hope not, because it is a distraction. It Don't is. Don't rap beef while people are dying in the streets and people are being caught. Right. Because it's not like it's some, like, 
petty little stuff where people make rap beefs like Drake does yeah. like every other month. But it it is like some real stuff. Like really you serious. need to put your ego to the side and Yeah, exactly. Maybe not tweet or make any songs. And take things personal when you shouldn't, like I just Right. Yeah. Put the ego to the side. There are bigger issues at play that we need to handle. Very true. Retweet. Mm-hmm. So this Chloe and Halle album. Girl. I'm wait, I'm in love. This shit is a bop. <laughs> it is so good. Their first album was really good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, second album, like, what I don't even know what to expect. It's gonna be good, but what do I expect? Nah. To- it like it's good. from like the first song, like there's the intro, and then like that's the second song I think is Forgive Me. And I was just like mm-hmm. oh, this is some professional ass shit. Like this is fire. <laughs> this is type fire. Like it is so good. I learned to do it dance and like Same. <laughs> I just I love it. It's they did so well and they need to be bigger. They need to not be like what is the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I need people to like stop sleeping on them because they are type fire. They are really good. What's your favorite song? Let me see. I think it's what is it? Tipsy. Oh, Tipsy's good. I really like. I like Baby Girl and then Baby of Girl. Secret. Oh my gosh, I love Baby Girl. And then Busy Boy. Yes. And there was what was the other one that was like, oh my gosh, let me see what was it called. I like saved the whole album, but I only liked some of the songs because that's when I was actually paying attention. Yeah. I, I yeah, I saved the whole album. Oh, Ungodly Hour, obviously. Ooh, that's a good one. It's really good. Disclosure produced it. Um, really? Chloe, yeah. That's which, yeah. Wow. They just, they did that. And then yeah. I really like Lonely as well. I mean, they're all like, I'm so, like, also like Chloe produced like a good portion of the album, like most of it. Really? Like, she's so talented. Like, you don't n- normally see like women producers. So, like, like, honestly, hats off to her. Like, I, I just love seeing that like, like women do like not just like, I guess like the singing, but like the background of it. <clears throat> right. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I just think they're so cool in general. And then like they're just incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. And then I also really appreciate albums where you can't really tell the end of one song into the next. Yes, when the transitions are on point. Yes, it's perfect. That's I why do. it's like I always stress like you can't listen to an album for the first time on shuffle. It just doesn't work. Oh my gosh, it doesn't. And like people that do that are crazy and psychotic and serial killers. But <laughs> but I okay, so I think it's on Friday or whenever Tiana Taylor's on drop Thursday night Friday, mm-hmm. I played it. So I pressed play on Spotify. I didn't realize I had my shuffle on. So I'm like listening to it. I'm like, oh, this shit's a bop. Like, okay. Like, and I go back and I realize I've been listening to it on shuffle. So I don't know what the names of any of the songs. I don't know where I'm at, what I have and haven't listened to. I'm like, how do people listen to the album first go on shuffle? It is crazy. Like, it it just, it gets me so disorganized and disoriented. But it it just like sometimes doesn't make sense. Yeah. You're not getting 
Because a lot of times, like, I know, like, artists, they take their, like, the sequencing of the album seriously. So it's, like, if it's a story, you're going to, like, miss the entire point of the story or just, like, even just, like, the transitions. Like, it just, it all is supposed to flow. And if you're doing that shit on shuffle, God bless you. (laughs) No, honestly. Like, the one that shines, like, in my head the most is Logic's last album. Hmm. I haven't listened to it. I mean, you don't have to. It's not that. <laughs> when I listened to it, I was, like, obsessed. And then listening back, it's like, yeah, there's good parts. But he literally tells stories mm-hmm. in between. And it's like, if you don't get that full story, like, it just doesn't make sense. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I think that separates a, a good artist from a great one. Like, when you, like, put in effort into like all aspects like instead of like oh like I made like five songs and they all sound good or whatever but it's like these all five songs relate to each other right a sort in some sort of way I don't know I just I feel like you can just tell when there's been more effort placed and that's how I felt about Chloe and Halle's album and Tiana Taylor's album did you listen to it that shit was fucking fire like I just I I'll, um, I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow at work because I haven't listened to it. I will be honest that I've never really listened to any of her music. Really, honestly, I didn't really listen to her until that the last album, the KTSC. I forget. Like Keep the same energy album mm-hmm. that was produced by Kanye. I listened to that and it was good, but I heard that there was like issues of like she thought that some of the songs weren't done, but they got released anyways, and like. And I, was I remember like, reading about that. Yeah, but I feel like you can tell like she just was able to do what she wanted to do on this album. She's very versatile. Like her voice is just, oh, her voice is so like she has such like a sexy voice, and it's just like wow, phenomenal. You need to listen to it. Like I just I love her. I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow at work. Yeah. And then she has like Junie on it. Her kit, her baby mm-hmm. is so cute. He's so cute. Yeah. Did you know that her husband, Iman, is from Oak Park? Yeah. They always talk about how they're like, like he's from Chicago, which is like uh, Oak Park, I guess. But he's from Chicago and she's from New York. And like, they have like this one, I think they were with, I think it might have been a Vogue video. And like, they were like, I don't have to send it to you. I think they had to like, guess. Like they're you know those couple videos that they do, but it was so I've cute. seen it. I was like, I great. think it's so cute. Yeah, like they're clearly like best friends, and I'm like, where's mine? <laughs> <laughs> I want one. <laughs> uh, no, I remember watching it, and I had like such a stupid smile on my face yes. the whole time. Yes, they're so such a cute family. So cute. <laughs> yeah. I think that video like prompted me to see where he was from because he just has like the Chicago accent that I was like, Wait, yeah, where is he from? Mm-hmm. Oh wow, mm-hmm. suburbs. Yeah. Yep. Um. So I don't know. Have you been listening to anything else? I don't know. I've I've only really been listening to Chloe and Halle and. Tiana Taylor. Honestly, only black women. <laughs> I yeah. Just, I, I have, like... Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I feel like I have this bad habit. I don't think it's a bad habit. It's just a habit of when I find a new 
album or new artist or playlist or whatever, I'll listen to it nonstop. Yeah, I'm the same. So it's been quoting Hallie for the past couple days. Like I'll find I listen I do listen to like a lot of new music, I guess. Um just to like hear it, but like things that I can go back to and like keep listening to. Mm-hmm. Like I will I'll, I'm that person that I'll just play the same song over and over. <laughs> oh yeah, until it gets old. I like try to find new music. I'm like, mm, just it just is. Let me the just same. go back. Let me just go back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. Yeah. So it's been that big. I don't know how it just always happens, but TikTok songs always seem to find their way into my uh, playlist. I'm so and- good. Sometimes that, them TikTok songs be getting so old, though. I'm like, and That's it's only true. like that that one 15 second part. It's like the rest of the song could be fire, but after hearing that one part, I'm like, all right, I'm done with this song. That's <laughs> true. Or there's some where it's like that one that 15 seconds is so good, and then you actually hear the real song. You're like, oh my god, this song is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've run into that a couple times. I'm like, oh yeah. So then I can't even listen to it on TikTok anymore. Oh, TikTok is getting so specific though. Like my for you page, I think they're getting pretty good at targeting. Like mm-hmm. getting pretty specific. That one, I think I sent it to you. I, I don't know if I sent it to you, but it was like this girl. She was like, um, my type is like Asian men with tattoos, dark skinned men with grills, and tall white boys that wear nail polish. And I'm like, but that's my type. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. I had one of those similar to that the other time, like the other day. And I was like, what the heck? Yeah, very they're specific. Getting, they're getting pretty good. Yeah. Um, speaking of criminal minds, this is like, I'm kind of irritated by it now a little bit. But Matthew Gray Goobler, who plays Dr. Spencer Reed on Criminal Minds, mm-hmm. on my every other video. Really? Yes. They know. They know. they know it was for the longest time and this is this goes back to the types i get harry styles and um timothy chalamet and that was a lot right and then i would get like a mix of like diverse dudes like asian dudes and black dudes right i was like okay we're good yeah. like we get a mix now every other video was this dude and i'm like okay i like them but can we switch it up I'm like dead. it's a lot i don't know it's a lot one thing I, I do talking. notice about TikTok, though, like, I'll see some, like, really fine men, but they have the corniest TikToks. Like, if yes. you're, you're fine, but you're corny as fuck. Like, what is going on here? Yes. I think that's why I started seeing less of them, because, like, I'm not liking this. Like, I don't condone this behavior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. I'm like, you decided to record yourself doing this, and yeah. you're this fine. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. Just stand in front of the camera and smile. Yes. Don't mouth anything. No. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I was talking to my friend and I was like, I think TikTok thinks that I am an androgynous, like dressing straight female that's interested in like what you said. Tall, skinny white dudes. Yeah. Dark skinned black guys and light skinned dudes with curly hair mm-hmm. and that's it like i that's all i have <laughs> that's all i have i've been seeing a lot of fine asian men though on my tiktok and i'm like mm, 
I gotta find me one. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had more. I know. I feel like I don't see that many that are like super fine like that. At least in New York, I don't know where they at. Probably in California. Really? You don't think you see them in New York? Not really. Maybe because obviously yeah, I'm just like in, I'm in Brooklyn. I've been obviously just working from home, so it's just like I'm only surrounded by like black people. <laughs> That's fair. So, still, yeah. Like they're not in New York. Where are they? I know. I feel like they're like in California. They just seem like Cali type people Maybe. from what I see on my TikTok at least. Maybe. Yeah. Did you see my I sent it to you earlier, but have you heard of the TikToker Addison Ray? I've heard the name, but I don't know. Like, is she one of the dancing ones? Yeah. Okay, what about her? He's hanging out with Kim. Courtney Kardashian. Oh, yes. I think you sent that to me or somebody. Yeah, you sent that to me and I was like, what am I watching? Like, it's weird because I've isn't that always girl, felt like this 19 way. years old or something like that, hanging out with yes. 40 year old Courtney. <laughs> yes. And I feel this way about Courtney all the time because she hangs out with like Jaden Smith and like Moises Arias. And I'm just like, that's you could be their mom. Yeah, that's questionable. It's just weird to me. It's like, you need to grow up. Yeah. Like, I think this TikTok girl showed up because Mason was a big fan of hers. Mm. But Mason got kicked off TikTok because he's only 10. I'm dead. (laughs) So I'm like, maybe they thought, oh, he can't be on TikTok, so we'll bring TikTok to him. I'm so dead. I don't know. It's weird. the video wasn't even good. It's just like y'all are just doing this for views, but it's like you're not doing anything substantial or doing anything funny or interesting. It's just bad dancing. Why do we? Yeah. Why do people care? That's what I don't understand. Why are people clicking into these type of people that are just doing these bad dancing? Like it's <laughs> bad dancing. It's not good. Let's let's lift up the good dancers. There are so many. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Like you want to lift up the basics. I just don't get it. I don't know. It's just so weird. Yeah. But if then I think like this is what Vine was, was like. That's this true. Is what Mac Time was like. A lot of and, bad content to sift through to get to the good stuff. <laughs> yes. And you have that group of teenagers like what we were in high school that are in love. Yeah. Like I was in love with Cameron Dallas. I'm sure he was fine. I, I feel like I wasn't like a super big fan, but I was like, oh, like let me follow him because he's fine. Like Cameron Dallas is the only fine one in the group, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah, he doing uh, now, anyways? Huh? What's he doing now? Do you know? Oh yeah, I still follow him on Instagram. Um, well, he said a couple months ago he came out and said that he's addicted to sex and oh. alcohol. Oh. So I- he was in rehab for a little bit, and then. Yeah, and now he, for a while, he's been good, and he just recently came off Broadway, um, because he was on Broadway in Mean Girls. Oh. And so now I think he's just chilling. That's, he was, like, really, like, big at one point. Oh, yeah. I think that that always takes a toll on, like, teenagers who are big. Yeah. I think that when that starts to go away, you have to find something else to take that place. And that's yeah. usually drugs and alcohol. 
the biggest turn of events is that Nash Greer. Yeah, his now... family. <laughs> yeah, family and he, a family man. He's with a woman of color. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would turned, have never thought. He was the worst one. People, yes. like, people hated him. Like, and now he's just, he's very wholesome. <laughs> very. I'm subscribed to his YouTube channel. I don't watch his YouTube videos. I don't even know why I'm subscribed. But every once in a while, I'll, like, look at a couple minutes of it. And I'm like, wow, you are, he has, like, a garden. Wow. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> I would have never thought. I would have never thought. But I see the TikTok is going, like, these people that are big on TikTok are going down the same road. Yeah. Like, it's going to happen. And then fast forward 10 years, 5, 10 years, and you're going to have another platform yeah. that has the same situation. Yep. So, any other TikTok news that you have? I don't think so. I'm like, oh, actually, the one new trend on TikTok that I honestly thought it is like so funny is the um, don't leave me trend. Have you seen that one? <laughs> I don't think so. It, I think it's mainly Africans that are doing it, but it's so fucking funny. Oh, when they tell the really bad jokes. Yes. <laughs> yes, those are so funny. I should have sent you the, I sent somebody else a TikTok, but it was of a little girl and it was her mom recording her, and she was like running around the house telling these jokes. It was so cute. Those yeah. ones are funny. They're, yeah, they're funny. I'm like, love to see it. Black people having fun. Yes. <laughs> but other than that, I think I don't have anything else for TikTok. Can we, okay, actually, can we get into the complex drama? What is going on? Okay, so I read a whole bunch about this this morning, right? I, like, read one, like, tweet thread type thing, but, like, I'm not exactly sure what's, what's going on. So, I think my my understanding is that a woman broke her NDA to speak out against Complex yes. about the unhealthy work environment. That's the thread I read, yep. And it was basically emotional abuse, right? Yeah. I don't think, based on what she said, there wasn't much physical abuse other than the fact that she accidentally ate reed, weed brownies. But then it turned to a whole thing, and she, I went to her profile, and she was retweeting a bunch of female workers, um, female worker, employees of Complex or former employees of Complex. Saying that they agreed, and some of the things that popped up, well, her story, and I'm bullet pointing because I'm not reading this in front of me, was that her boss would kind of undermine her or be demeaning and she went to his boss to say something and he basically just shut her down and then other things are the fact that they would play loud music and that she couldn't work because the music was too loud and there is very much so a, a locker room type talk with mm-hmm. among everybody and yeah yeah that's Which interesting. I, the music thing and the guy that she mentions multiple times said it. It's like you work for Complex, yeah. You know, like you you have to expect that, and that's what he said. And his she showed a bunch of screenshots of Slack messages, right? Yeah. And in one of those Slack messages, he said, "We've been getting because you can 
they had a situation where you could submit things to HR anonymously. And she did, and she screenshotted it, and it was a little bit passive-aggressive. I'm not going to lie. But I assume it's because she was pretty fed up with it at that point. And so he addressed it, and he just said, you know, I get what you mean, but you work at Complex. So if Kanye West drops a new album, best believe that we're going to be playing it out loud Yeah, when it first drops and everybody gets in the office. And if that's an issue with you, you have to reconsider why you wanted to work at Complex. Yeah. And so then his solution was that he gave two hours in the morning as quiet hours and then said that we have multiple office spaces across the, sti- across the city where you can work in silence. And apparently that wasn't that wasn't good enough. Um, and then there's locker room talk and guys being sexist and things like that, which is never right, but Yeah. I feel like I've been hearing things about the complex. Um like I guess just like the working environment mm-hmm. and like also, just in general, with these types of publications of, like, you know, like, they report on, like, hip-hop and, like, sneakers and, like, all that, like, that kind of, like, lifestyle and culture. Yeah. Um, like, Black culture, essentially. But these are publications, like, owned by white people and, like, the people working there are, like, mainly white. So, like, they're, like, I guess just kind of, like, taking our culture and making money from it in their way and, like, reporting yeah. on our culture but it's like they I feel like and that's like also kind of plays into like how we as a people are so welcoming mm-hmm. into our like just like African-American black culture and like we allow like these types of publications these types of people to have platforms which I think is interesting but I I'm not surprised at all that like complex has that type of <laughs> like working environment like at all like you can like it's like another vice like it's another what are the other yeah. ones like it's like a, it's like all of those like mainly yeah. men obviously they're going to be i don't know they they need to change it obviously it's not it's not good that you know they're able to speak and like like the locker room talk is never okay in a working environment but i'm not surprised i'm really not that's my thing like i I'm not surprised. It doesn't make it right. But I don't think that at this point, it's like, and they did this and they did that. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, no. Watching complex YouTube videos and their social media. Yeah, that doesn't. I get it. Like, it doesn't surprise me. Mm -hmm. You know, doesn't make it right. And what she went through is absolutely, like, not acceptable. But I would never. It's not like she's working at. I don't even know like Women's Health Magazine and this is happening. Like, no, this is... Most of the people that they feature on their social media are men. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's upsetting, but I would be lying if I said I was surprised that this is something that more than um, a few women have had to go through. Yeah. Of course it has to get looked at, but... I just... I feel like for these types of, like, publications, like, we, it's hard, because it's, it's, like, the same type of situation of, like, just in general with these big corporations, it's, like, we need more people that are, like, 
the full representation of like our culture of like they need to be inclusive of more black people more you know women but but at the end of the day like at the same time like also we need to be able to I guess give more of a platform to like those other like magazines and and platforms that do highlight like black people in a a positive light from our own and women but they're just not taken as seriously because money and white people (laughs) exactly and like with her I don't even I think that she found hypocritical that they would make a statement with what's going on in the world today but yet they have issues but their issues based on what she was saying and for the most part and what she was retweeting had more to do with the fact that like it was a woman issue than a people of color issue right yeah and so it's just you need to get more women in those higher up positions because this it, this is not gonna stop it's not gonna stop but i don't think that it's it's just ridiculous yeah i mean i'm i'm glad that you know people are calling things out so that we can like you know at least take a look and examine like if things are things need to be changed and addressed like we definitely need to have a conversation for a lot of these i feel like i hope that like some of these publications (laughs) after everything kind of start to die down and like we are able to be like get our news from other sources that like are better for our people i hope so it's it's just slightly playing devil's advocate it's one of those things where this issue it's always been an issue but was never really brought to light so companies big companies were able to kind of skate under the radar yeah and so now that it's becoming a bigger issue everybody's bringing it to light but it's like this is this has been going it's on been forever yeah. and this is going to be a because it was pain. normalized yeah, and so it's it's been so normalized that now it's going to be a growing pain for these companies that you have to give them time to do it. And if they you give them like a little bit of time and they're not budging, by all means, write them off. Like yeah. you don't that that's an issue. But with someone like Complex, I just feel like maybe it's because I'm a big fan of theirs. I just feel like it was such a thing that was constant, and it just went under the radar that I assumed that there would be changes in the future and if not then like you said you need to like there needs to be a way to get those platforms that do get it right um give them the time to be featured yeah i feel like because i i know someone that works at complex right now and i remember him tweeting something about how like their environment was like something was going on and some bullshit was happening i'm like yikes are things about to start getting exposed so it's interesting now that this is happening and this is coming to light like it's very interesting it is i think that there's like a lot of things and it's just really interesting because like i think people are going to be a lot more vocal about like just their workplace environments now though oh yeah everything no doubt it's just it's just interesting because it's you would like to think that these big companies who bring in all this money and have all these like celebrities endorsing them and whatnot would have their crap together, but they, they don't. don't. Yeah, they don't. 
pretty unsettling. Yeah. Especially being young in the workforce and you have these companies that you look up to and what really want to work for. Yeah. Then they're just as messy as where you are right now. And you're like, well, what the heck? Yeah. Has, I guess, like, with everything that's been happening and, like, all these different, you know, industries that are kind of getting exposed, like, has it warped your, like, view on, like, you know, different types of companies you thought you'd want to work for and things like, like that? Um, like, or would you still like, if you were given the opportunity, would you still like try to get in there? It depends. Like where I'm at now, I just want to get out. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little more desperate than the average person, but still to an extent. Right. And it, and it would be a process. So if there's a company and then I, I'm more aware. So I go into the interview process and I'm more aware of who's in the room and I'm more aware of the type of questions that I'll ask and seeing their responses to see if like, are you hiring me as a number or is this really what your company culture is about? And this is what's actually like lived and practiced day in and day out, you know? Like if I feel like if I went into complex right, right now with the job offer, I'd be a bit skeptical. So I'm like, Hmm. I don't know. Like, I know you do good work, but how do I fit into that? You know? Yeah. Is there any other women in the interview room? Like, what does that look like? How many women do you actually praise being in leadership roles at the company? And Yeah. All things to note, for sure. Yeah. Would you, or are you going to be, like, doing the deep dive before you even apply? Um, I feel like I would still, same boat as you, would still apply and, like, go through the interview process. I guess I I think that what I would need to do research on is just, like, their response to, like, how, like, the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, if they, like, there's been some companies that have been on some bullshit, you know, like, if they were on that, then I know that they're not, you know, making an effort and, like, putting in like the work to like I guess contribute positively to this movement I don't Mm -hmm. know if I'd want to work for them right now if they're not trying to get their shit together or trying to like at least be some kind of inclusive or like even discussing it like some companies haven't even like said anything and I'm like that's that's us to me like when when my client was at first they were going to say they weren't going to say anything I'm like all right, like I need to be on a different client or like I just you have you can't be you can't be silent right and I think that's that's the main thing as if there's an effort I mean I'm gonna still apply but if I'm not seeing a single thing it looks like shit nothing has happened or you guys are pretending nothing's happening I cannot see myself working for that type of company that makes sense I would have to agree with that yeah. I don't know. Just a got kind of deep there. <laughs> we did. We did. Yeah. It <laughs> is cool. I I just think that it's. I like the direction it's going. I just. I need to see how it all plays out. Yeah, it's gonna take some time. Oh, it's yeah. definitely gonna take some time. Oh yeah. And I think that it could. This all could not have been 
blossoming at a worse time because everybody's stuck in the house. Yep. Yep. So you can't say, you can't be like, oh, I don't support this business. I support this business because no businesses are open. Yeah. So it's really hard to do much when the outside world is at a pause. Yep. Yeah. So once things like really start opening back up and like, you know, the economy's back in a more of like a full swing, like we'll see what, what happens, honestly. Yeah. And like the, was, we'll see the effects like of yes, of everything. Cuz I think I was having this discussion with someone in my family. And I said I wonder cuz you know how oh, that sounded like a gunshot. I apologize. No, you're good. I was having the discussion with a family member and I was saying that, you know, unfortunately when you have um these situations police brutality and black men being murdered by um, officers and they have the hashtag and they have these protests and they have all of these things and then give it a week and it's gone right yeah and I just wonder if everybody being in the house right and kind of the world just being that was our that was our focus right what is going on with all of this COVID stuff and when can we go outside and when's the world gonna be normal and then pile this on top I wonder if that's kind of catapulted this being not just a moment in time, but a whole movement, you know? Yeah. I just feel like people at this point were like, don't have the distraction of going back to work or it was doing a perfect storm. these things. That's what I've been yeah. Like it's definitely like we like this is this is this is all we have. Like we have like it's time now. We can dedicate ourselves to focus on this. Exactly. Which I think is really interesting. Yeah. I will be really interested to see how this all plays out. Like, I really feel like we're living in, like, a history lesson right now. We are. Like, this This is going to... historical ass shit. It's going to be in the history books. It is. It really our is. Our dumbass is cheersing on December 31st. Like, 2020 is going to be our year. Fuck you oh thought. Oh, gosh. We really thought. Like, we look so stupid. I remember saying it, too. I was like, 2020 just seems like a good number. Like, that's going to be the year where everything changes. I was like, I'm going to get my shit together. I'm going to yes. live my life for me. Like, fuck all everybody else. Like, <laughs> nope. God said, huh, you thought. He said, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I'm also like... I need some. I need the second half of 2020 to have some type of good news because I feel like every day is like something bad. Like, literally something. I really need the second half to go to go off smoothly. I really pray. Yeah, there has to be some good news around yeah. the corner. Yeah, we'll see. Well, we're already at like an almost an hour and a half <laughs> right that's pretty decent yeah yeah do you have anything else on your oh, list you yeah. want to talk about um anything else What's on no your mind, Mia? <laughs> on my mind i finally saw noah my boyfriend after about five months wow that's been that long been that long i saw him at the end of january oh my goodness how was it how is he 
honestly, I thought that we were going to fight the whole time, and it was the exact opposite. So oh, that's good. Yeah, it was really good. But that's what's on my mind. Um, just have to get used to being back in an empty house, which is going to be weird. Yeah. Got work tomorrow. I am in the lovely state of Indiana. Obviously, that's sarcasm. <laughs> um, so I'm back in the office every day of the week. Yikes. The whole office. Hell no. <laughs> the week dragged on, on a way. I was talking to someone on Thursday. I took Friday off. I took Friday off because I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. But then I was so proud. I was like, no, nah, this needs to be a holiday. It's Juneteenth. It's yeah, a holiday. Yeah. We don't even get MLK Day off. Oh, no. Nah, that's anti-black right there. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. So I was like, we're taking the day off. Um, but somebody was like, yeah, it's been such a long week. It's dragged. I was like, wait, is this the first week we've all been back in the office together? They were like, uh, yeah. Girl, I thought it was like two months. Damn. Oh I feel like it's gonna be so weird to go back in the office. I bet. I have no idea when that's gonna be for me. I would assume it's probably gonna be a while. Like my our like leadership is saying one thing, but my like specific <laughs> managers are saying something completely different. So I'm like, what is the truth? Like, are we going back sooner or later? Like, there's my my manager like not till 2021, but then senior leadership is saying like maybe the end of the summer. I'm like, well, I need to know. So That's I can prepare accordingly. But I don't yeah. know. I feel like 2021 for a company as big as yours and you're in like a huge office building. Um, it'll probably be a bit yeah longer. Yeah, I don't know. Because you also have to take into account public transportation. That, exactly. That's why people don't want to go because nobody wants to be on the subway. Yeah. So. That was my my mom's thing because she works downtown. She's like, I take she was like, I take a train and a subway into work every day. So yeah, I'm like, I'm not trying to be in that close quarters with people. Yeah, and there's no way that you can try to like decide how many people get on exactly the subway. like that's impossible. Exactly. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't even feel comfortable taking like an Uber anywhere. Like I'll just walk. If I can't walk, then we're not going. Yeah, I've actually I have taken the subway a few times, but only on the weekends because nobody is on it on the weekends. But like I've seen videos of it during like the like weekdays because people are starting to go back to work and stuff. And like that's just looking packed again. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like if it's more than four people on a subway car, I'm not getting on it. <laughs> and if you like, you know New York City subways, you know that's like damn near impossible. But like. If it's more yeah. than four people, I'm not doing it. I no, thank you. It's a yeah. cool. I'm like big on the masks, and then sometimes I'll like forget. Like sometimes I'll be in the house and I'll get out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot Corona was even a thing. Yeah. And I just feel so uncomfortable that I can't go in anywhere because I'm like, I just am not gonna yeah. go in somewhere if I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah, exactly. People are out here doing it, pretending that Corona's on summer vacation, but I don't know. Corona's around the corner. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they'll be real salty when they have to go to the hospital. Exactly. Exactly. I want to get tested, though, because when you get tested, you you learn if you've, like, ever been positive for it. Because then you, like, if you can test positive and, like, positive and just be asymptomatic, yeah. right? Do really you have, are they, like, free tests by you? Yeah. 
Well, they're not free. They're like 10 bucks. Oh, okay. oh that's not bad, though. No. All IU students, though, get um, free tests. Oh, okay. Anyone affiliated to the university will get free tests. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah. I, I probably should get tested, too. I've been out here low-key <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Just a little. It's It's hard, though. Yeah. It's like, that's... I that I've realized very soon. I was like, "That's all I like to do. I don't like to be outside doing like outdoor stuff. I don't really feel like staying inside. What I like to do is sit at a restaurant a, and eat and drink." Yeah, yeah. Like I love. I didn't realize I'd miss the sound of you know money being taken out of my account at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I. Although, so one of the rooftops in Brooklyn are opening up next week and my friends are trying to go and I'm like, one part of me is like, mm, it's not safe. But another part's like, well, we're going to be outside. We can socially distance. But I don't know. Like, I feel like New York has been hit so hard. So it's just like. That's true. I want to make sure that like every, I'm doing everything safe, safely. So. That makes sense. I didn't know they were opening up already. I didn't know either. I think it's only the one place. That's opening up. Hmm. I'm like, that's interesting. Nobody else is opening up. They found a loophole, I guess. Yeah. I've been to the restaurant a couple times, and it's weird. Yeah, I'm sure. Is it only outdoor seating, or is it indoor seating, too? No, it's indoor seating. I went to a restaurant on Friday, and we sat inside. I also went to a bar and a restaurant yesterday, and we sat inside. But they closed down the main one of the main streets um, here in Bloomington, so that restaurants can expand their outdoor seating to the sidewalks, and then pedestrians can walk in the street. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's pretty cool because like it just seems like it's a lot more people too. But there's it's empty on the inside; it's just busy on the outside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else on my list. Me either. All right, guys, this wraps up this week's episode of On the Mind. Thank you guys again for listening. Make sure that you guys give us a like on Spotify and I guess wherever this podcast is. I think it's on all platforms. Um, So, wherever you're listening, give us a like, give us a follow. Follow us on social media. Do it all. (laughs) And yeah, thanks again for listening, guys. Bye. (laughs) See ya.